0: Are you ready to be connected? You're listening to the Insured Connection podcast by Pica Group, a pro assurance company, where we provide expert advice for your practice when you need it most. We connect you with industry leaders to discuss timely topics so you can listen, learn, and get back to caring for your patients. Now, let's connect. Welcome
1: everyone back to the Insured Connection. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian Ross. Thank you again for joining us. I know that you've enjoyed if you've been following with us all of the guests that we've brought on to, um, to our podcast here. And so I'm um, before jumping into that. I I will say again that the insured connection is a place where we meet. We talk about issues that affect all of our lines, but particularly we try to to give you know whether it's a perspective of our attorneys or from our physicians or those working within Pica or Pro Assurance at least a little bit. Um, we dive into different topics for about twenty minutes and and give you a little bit of uh, insight into kind of where we're coming from. Um, on on topics that most of you are most interested in. So with that, you know, welcome. This is February. This is Black History Month. And I was really excited to bring on, you know, a close friend and colleague of mine, Dr. Sheree Eldridge. So Dr. Eldridge, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now for the audience, for those of you who aren't you know, as privileged as I am to know you. Could you give me, uh, give us a little bit of a background about you and where you practice?
2: Well, I practice in the Atlanta area. Um, I'm actually a traveling podiatrist. So I work in multiple locations every week. Um, yeah, I move around a lot. So I'm in facilities, nursing homes, assistant living facilities, and I'm also in the office.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So I'm going to jump right into it. I mean, the, it's a beautiful thing. February is black history month, you know, and you and I are both women of color, you know, and there's some, there are some beautiful nuances to that. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, as a black female physician, how does that impact your care when you're treating other patients, when you're treating particularly patients of color, how does that play into the medicine?
2: (laughs) Well, I think it's very beneficial, um, not only for myself, for my spirit and for helping my patients as well. Um, it allows for a level of comfortability, comfortability, um, with my patients. They, you know, they can relate more so to me. I can relate to them. I'm going to speak to them the way I would speak to my mother or my family member. And that's primarily how I speak to all of my patients anyway, but especially with patients of color, you know, there there has been a stigma, um, you know, within our culture about the care that some patients of color get from other races, mm-hmm. um, just in, in general when it comes to medicine, um, especially like the older population and then things that even the younger individuals have seen. So when they see me, um, they become a lot more comfortable and they... Um, they can relate a little bit more. They actually take heed to what I say. Um, they believe me when it comes to me taking care of them. That that I have their best best interests at heart, and that I'm going to do everything I can to to make them make them better.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I when I came to Atlanta, obviously I'm from Ohio. Um, I had an older. She was probably in her 70s a 70 year old black woman come in and the first thing she said was, I'm so proud of you. And nobody has ever said, have they ever said that to you?
2: I get that all the time, especially from older Older black women, usually and and some older black men too, but I get that all the time. They're so proud of me. And um, especially just from, you know, the day and age where they were growing up, things were very different. They didn't see a lot of doctors of of color. So um, they're very happy to see us.
1: Yeah. So that's encouraging. And then the other thing that I've heard, I don't know if you have as well is, you know, my black patients specifically will come in and say, okay, so my one doctor told me this, I didn't really understand what they were saying, but I didn't want to ask, you know, too many questions, but can I ask you, is this what I should be taking is this what I, so they're almost using us as more of kind of a, a fact checker, you know, oh, yeah. I don't feel comfortable asking, you know, other physicians
2: yeah absolutely and and once again, I always tell them uh, and I tell several of my patients this you know I'm gonna tell you what I would tell my family member. Um, this is what I would tell my mother or my sister or my brother um, you know this is this is what should be done in, in the care of your your lower extremity.
0: Like what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss an episode again. Now let's continue to connect on today's topic.
1: So, and I'll ask you, are you, are you the only physician in your family? Or are you one of the only ones? I'm the only physician in my family.
2: Yeah. So yeah. So everyone comes to me with, with their <laughs> questions and um, anything, anything actually, even outside of the lower extremity, I get, I get all of those questions. Yeah. Um, and, and of course they take heed to what I say there. They typically are the most non-compliant patients, but <laughs> um, yeah, they, they ask me everything. <laughs> So, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it, it it is really funny. I think that I like doing this podcast particularly because, you know, we're talking about culture, you know, and a lot of times, you know, people may necessarily just see color, but there's an entire culture, you know, that yeah. comes with it. And particularly, I want to say our culture, the Black culture is very much, hey, bro, hey, sis, you know what I mean? And so you can literally, yeah. I know when I have a Black woman or a Black male that comes in. And I say, hey, you know, you weren't supposed to be doing that. And they're not going to get offended. Right. Even if I've met them for the first time. Do you have that same experience?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, especially if it's an older patient, I talk to them like they're a family member. Yeah. And it's and very relatable and uh, they don't get offended.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. I, I think it just creates more of a personal type of relationship oh. at, at that, a bond mm-hmm. um, during that visit um, mm-hmm. that makes it real easy and comfortable for both of us.
1: Yeah, so to that point, what would you say, you know, for what is some of the culture? Like what are some things that you've noticed, you know, a black physician treating, you know, black and brown patients? What are some things that you've noticed about our culture that empowers you, you know, to be able to 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 practice well within the community?
2: Well, once again, I think it's just that when when they come into the room and and they see my face, a lot of times you know, a big smile shows up on theirs. They're excited to see me. Um, and immediately they they let their guard down. Um, so we're going to talk about things that maybe they wouldn't discuss with their primary care physician or feel comfortable discussing with them. Um, they're just able to let their guard down because they, am um, Black female, especially if it's another Black female. Um, they just feel a lot more comfortable discussing some of the more sensitive things, fungal toenails or heel pain or weight gain, um, any of those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I had an interesting, and I mean, feel free to chime in. I'm sure you've got a hundred stories, but I I had a woman that came in one time, you know, 30, 38 year old woman, and we were laughing and joking and just cutting up in the room, you know? And she said, well, you know, where all my weight goes (laughs) or where where does the weight go? And she said, well, you know, I mean, it's all all in my hips. It's all right. Is there anything you can do specifically to get the weight off my hips? Right. (laughs) And we laughed about it, you know, and at the end of the the um, uh, the consultation, because she was a first time patient. She told me she said, you know, I really appreciate you just talking to me like I'm a person. Mm -hmm. And I know that it is the same way with you, because I know how personable you are and how you can make people let their guard down. You know, but, but, I feel like wouldn't you say that that seems to be somewhat of a superpower for us, not just as being black, but for us being as women as well?
2: oh, definitely, definitely. Um I mean, I wouldn't say that I put on my charm. I think it's just about <laughs> it's just personality. and um i I am able to relate to a lot of my patients, so not only those of color, mm-hmm. but um, you know, other races as well. and I, I tend to be able to let them let their guard down, even if they're, you know, someone of a different race that's much older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way that I speak to them, I speak to them like they are a family member, no matter the race. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try to come to them like, this is what it is and this is how we need to treat it. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, I speak to all my patients pretty much the same, but when it comes to someone of color um, they receive it in a different way. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I think it's, you know, it's a sense of pride um, for myself as well as for them. Mm-hmm. And um it makes the visit go just that much better and more mm-hmm. referrals and you know, they're they're just a lot more comfortable.
1: Yeah. What I've noticed is and correct me if you if if you think it's wrong, I I have found that anything that we can use to connect with the patient and create a um, a safe, a bond. A bond. Yeah. yeah, that safe environment, that bond, that feeling of that trust, that, that sacred physician patient relationship. So if you have the added benefit of yes. Okay. You're black or Brown, you know what I mean? And I am too. So therefore, oh, OK, so you understand that I'm going to focus on certain things. Like I remember having a conversation with a patient and telling them that, OK, specifically the research says with African-American patients, mm-hmm. this works really well for you and for us. And I'll never forget this guy just got emotional saying, you know, the research that actually pertains to me. And I, I completely took that for granted. Completely yeah, took that for granted. You know? Yeah,
2: that's, that's really important. So, um, they really appreciate that for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I will say that, um, one, one question that I was going to ask you is what is it like, you know, you went to the New York college of podiatric medicine, right? I did. Okay. And where are you from originally?
2: Originally from Birmingham, Alabama.
1: Oh God, you're a Bama. Yes. Rose Okay. I'll leave that one alone. Yeah, please do completely leave that alone. See, all of <laughs> completely arrogant, but yes. So you're from Bama. How do you feel like it's been different? You know, treating patients, black and brown patients, and infusing your culture in Alabama. You know, or in, excuse me, in New York when you were a student physician, opposed to being in Georgia. And you know, if you you travel a lot, so in different areas, mm-hmm. how does the context change it?
2: I think it only helps me, um, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in the South, born and raised in Alabama, mm-hmm. going to college in Tennessee um, and then podiatry school in New York, and then just traveling around the way that I do now. I, I interact with different cultures every day, um, different demographics, um, age groups. I think um, it's it's really helped me to be able to blend in and, and treat Mm -hmm. patients of multiple races and cultures and backgrounds a lot easier um, because I've interacted with so many, Um, but it, it it only helps. It only helps that I've moved around a lot. Yeah. It's funny. I mean,
1: no one can actually see your face on this, but you know, if they go and look you up after this, they'll see, I mean, you can pass for many different, many different races, you know, and same, Mm -hmm. I usually get pinged for either being Hispanic or something else. You yeah. know. And it's funny, it's because when a patient comes in, they're not necessarily really going to ask you what your back position, you know, and that they notice that you're somebody who is black or brown, you know, sometimes it doesn't even necessarily mean, oh, well, it's just somebody who's black, right? right. Have you noticed
2: that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It just matters that a person of color.
1: Yeah, it's just a person of color. So Yeah.
0: Want to receive a monthly newsletter with topics from the Insured Connection? Head over to picagroup.com forward slash insured connection and join our email list to have it delivered right to your inbox.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for going into that. I wanted to I just wanted to unpack that because I love the idea of how do you honor your culture, you know, in a time, especially within medicine, you know. Um How do you make a patient, how do you connect with the patient and use everything at your resource, you know, whether it's Mm -hmm. your age or your gender or your race, you know, your culture to connect with that patient and make them feel safe and make them feel as though that this is a place where that they can come and they can be fully themselves, you know? And so you have really unpacked that for us and I appreciate that, um, now, what is there anything else you would like to add or anything you would like to uh to say with respect to the topic, and then I'll go ahead and get ready to close this out
2: just that i I love what I do, and um with the way that I travel it's just it's a joy to be able to interact with so many different people, demographics, different offices, and whether it's a person of color um you know, in Atlanta versus Gainesville Mm -hmm. um, versus Conyers or, Mm -hmm. you know, any other city. um, It's really nice to be able to relate to them the same way.
1: Mm -hmm. Well said. Well, Dr. Eldridge, as always, thank you very, very much. And I know you also sit on the medical advisory committee for PICA. So grateful for all of the representation that you give on the committee and that PICA has really, really embraced You know, um, just physicians like you, just amazing women, just absolutely amazing women. Um, And then obviously for everything that you do, you know, with your patients, I know you give amazing care. So thank you for coming on the show and just giving us a little bit of background and what it means for you for Black History Month.
2: Thank you so much for having me again. (laughs) You're welcome.
1: You're welcome. And for all of our listeners, again, you know, just go to our website or you can go online and you can look up the Insured Connection. Um, You can look for the podcast and all um, of our streaming platforms. Uh, We're grateful to have you and we look forward to seeing you at our next interview. Have a wonderful night.
0: And that's it for this week's episode. But let's continue connecting. If you're enjoying the Insured Connection, don't forget to leave a review on your streaming platform and subscribe now so you can connect with us each time we post a new episode. To stay connected with us throughout the week and to tell us topics we should discuss on future episodes, go to picagroup.com forward slash insured connection.